Hey, Fantasy Football Factory listeners, you can find every episode of Fantasy Football Factory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Factory Pod, NFL Week 4 in the books. Looking ahead to NFL Week 5, a lot of stuff to get into. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Metz. I am actually in Las Vegas today, not in the studio, getting ready to fire a World Series of Poker later. Super excited about that. Joined, as always, by Stephen Shea. How are you, Mr. Shea? Good, man. Not as good as you. Vegas. Viva. 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 Viva Las Vegas, man. Uh, you're still playing the World Series of Poker. Yes, yeah, so Viva it is. I'm actually staying at the M Resort, a beautiful Let's pin go. property uh, in Vegas. want to thank them for their hospitality. Uh, I, I flew out here yesterday, put, uh, and we're taping this Monday for, for those uh, at home. It's going to be released on Tuesday. Uh, played in a $500 tournament reunion yesterday. Played for a couple hours. Uh, did okay. Started with 50000 headed up to like eighty, and then uh, – I won't go too too. You can check the blog and crack an aces for more technical poker stuff. But lost a pretty big pot, pocket kings. Then I lost a coin flip, the pocket threes against Ace Jack. Was gonna rebuy, but just was on really low sleep because I flew out at five a.m. and decided, Oof. you know, if my if my mindset, if I'm tired at the table, it's gonna be hard to crush it. So went back, ate some awesome sushi, watched your Tampa Bay Bucks win a Sunday night. Football, 1917, the Tom Brady game. I uh, got a good night's sleep, and uh, I'm playing the $600 deep stack tournament today, a $1,000 tournament tomorrow, and uh, going to try to stay out here this week and just really excited about it. It's fun for me. Uh, the last time I played the World Series of Poker, I got 327 in the main event in 2018, but this is my first Vegas trip, three and a half years, so it's great to be back. I'm excited. So, I mean, I used to follow poker when I was uh, younger. Like It was big when I was in high school. I'm 35 years old now, so uh, I was right – in the middle of that like poker boom are, so you're when is are you playing the main event like when is i thought the world series poker is just like one big tournament are you not in that or are you doing like some satellites or how does that work okay, so wait for so the world series is actually six weeks long oh jesus the main event, the main event is uh november the 5th that weekend it's uh, 10 i'm taking two trips okay. because you know steven how can i i hadn't played a live poker tournament since COVID. And I think there's no chance you can just show up to a 10K main event after you hadn't played in almost two years and expect to compete. Yep. So we're out here playing some of the smaller ones, uh, the 500, the 600, 1,000, maybe a few more. I'm going to blog it all on the Barstool Sports blog. You're going to see interviews, follow Cracking Aces, we're uh, the, the podcast. We're going to do tons and tons of stuff with it. And uh, I'm kind of – this trip is more about getting my sea legs, my game sharp, and then we're coming back from the main. I'm two for five in my lifetime. I'm uh, going to try to make that three out of six. And this, I'll just say that the Stoolies deserve a World Series main event run. They deserve true. it. And I'm, I'm hoping the guy I'm, – I'm the guy to bring it to them. A few years ago, we had uh, Nate actually be in – I think he was like 
one of the top chip leaders after a couple days and there was some it, it was very exciting around the office because some people yeah, had like yeah, sponsored him and stuff I, like that I followed that but it was still so early that main is like day seven day eight like he was hot day one day two but like that's you know yeah i mean that's the tip of the iceberg if you're actually going to do well right. you don't make the money till day four um i made day six in 2011 and then on the transition i had a freaking horrible weekend holy crap <laughs> If it could go wrong, it went wrong. I went like 10 and 20 on Pick Central, and I was actually happy to go 10 and 20. It could have been worse. For all this, I got it for one of the games of our school's history, and we get beat within an inch of our lives by Alabama Saturday. It was 28 nothing at the half, and it probably wasn't even that close. And I'm on the live stream with Dave and them. My team gets crushed. And then, oh, yeah, fast forward to Sunday, Saints up 21-10 in the fourth against the winless Giants. First home game since Hurricane Ida. The Dome's rocking, and the Saints blow it. And, yeah. So, and so a uh, bad gambling weekend. My team's lost. Just glad we got a fresh start. It's a new week. This point. Yeah, this weekend was an interesting one because on Dear Mr. Fantasy, which we stream with Nick Durini, <laughs> uh, it went pretty well. Not only was the stream good, but I hit on a lot of the recommendations. I was heavy, heavy buying Cordell Patterson, who had an incredible day, three touchdowns yesterday. My bet of the day, my favorite play of the day was Corey Davis over his receiving yards, 54 and a half, and a touchdown and nailed that. I think he had 111 receiving yards. Uh, and then Kenny Galladay, who I was also buying on the stream, had a nice day over 100 yards. So uh, that went really well. My fan, my individual fantasy games didn't go as well. Uh, and, but then the night portion, the Tom Brady, I mean, it was just kind of a media circus. We saw the report from Schefter in the morning, like more media passes had ever been given out than this than like ever. And I don't know. It was, it was an underwhelming game, I thought. I thought the most memorable part of the game is going to be Steve Belichick's facial expressions. <laughs> and if you, if you had told me that going in, I'd be like, what happened during the game? And it was just... It was tough weather-wise. Like, it was rainy, a lot of drops. So, you know, both teams weren't really able to – I mean, especially the Bucks weren't able to sustain drives as much. Um, tough game. Carlton Davis, our best uh, corner, got hurt. So, now we're down to three top corners. Richard Sherman played basically the whole game. Um, it was just kind of weird. I thought Mac Jones was pretty impressive, for, for especially for a young guy in that type of spot. And he was getting hit a lot after he threw, and I thought he did a nice job. But um, good stuff to look forward for with the, with the Pats. I, I jumped on a pod with um, – uh, Fastuli, we call him Nick Fasoli, uh, and Jerry Thornton after the game, uh, do your pod to recap that game. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, that game left a lot of meat on the bone. So, um, let's get into that. But first, I want to talk about how we are sponsored and presented by Miller Light. You'll see it right over my shoulder, you see it right in front of my laptop. Miller Light, the absolute reigning champion of light beers great tasting less filling i had some miller lights yesterday on the couch um the miller time bottles i love those the one pint 16 ounce just the perfect amount uh if you have two of those i think that that's kind of right my sweet spot with some buffalo chicken excellent excellent stuff to do while your team's putting up miller times in the end zone scoring touchdowns miller miller light is the reigning champion of light beers 96 calories 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces brewed in milwaukee wisconsin uh if you want to find a miller light get it delivered to you go to millerlight.com forward slash fantasy to find delivery options near you i mean you can find miller light everywhere you go um but miller light awesome awesome stuff thank you for the sponsorship and let's get into some of these games so uh and some of our top performers really so i know that the demise of jonathan taylor has been greatly exaggerated 
So yesterday with a big bounce back game, 16 carries, 103 yards on touchdown, three catches, two for 11 yards. What did you think of JT's bounce back performance? Well, I think maybe is he – first of all, it was huge for him and Indy who had to yeah. go win in 03. And Wentz looked better too. Maybe is he just like a slow starter every year? Is that possibly a trend with him? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, he looked good yesterday. Yeah. We'll see if we can get together more. But last year, I remember everybody bailed on him, and he just went nuts down the stretch. You know, this is just one game, but certainly if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, you got to be encouraged because it, it had been looking very, very rough. If I'm a Jonathan Taylor owner, I'm still looking to sell. And I think this is an encouraging sign because he did have a really nice game, but I still would be looking to sell. I mean, a, a nice game, 16 carries, 103 yards in the touchdown, but like, they played Miami. They played another bad team. Um, their schedule is pretty good over the next couple weeks, but still, he's not a guy that I'm going to necessarily count on. If I'm looking at him and Naheem Hines, I probably will take Taylor head-to-head, but it's not like a, a super easy decision. So if you can get value for Jonathan Taylor similar to where you drafted him, I think you should do that. Yeah, and also, you do want to mention, even in his good game, he only had 16 carries. That's a guy, yeah. like, when they're winning, you're hoping gets 20, 25, 30. You know, like that. He, hasn't, kind of, he hasn't been that volume guy this year, which is surprising. Like, I don't think he's been over 20 carries in a single game this year, um, which you would expect from a workhorse back. Speaking of 20 carries in a workhorse back, Zeke Elliott, is he back? Well, game flow. So, a lot of it, we always talk about game flow and game script. In Dallas, when they get the lead, you know, the game they ran the ball. Prescott was known to throw it 40, 50 times. Threw it, what, 14 to 22 yesterday? Yeah. Even though he had four touchdowns. So, I mean, I feel good about Zeke. The offensive line, the big thing is last year, the offensive line had huge injuries. Getting Zach Martin back out there healthy. The O-line's playing well. That You know, obviously, they lost Zach, and that crushed him last year. Pollard's still getting a ton of carries. He I got mean, 10 yesterday to Zeke's 20. Yeah, but I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, is he back as like a top three to top five guy? Probably not, but he's still back as like a low, low RB1, I'd say, is I think where I got him. Through four weeks right now, and we're taping this before, you know, the Monday night game. So um, uh, Josh Jacobs only played one game, but like Austin Eckler could vault himself into this category. Zeke Elliott is RB4 through wow. four weeks of the season behind Derrick Henry, who has the lead by a mile. By an absolute mile. You know who RB2 is? This is going to very much surprise you. It's Cord- DeAndre Swift? It's Cordero Patterson. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Cordero Patterson. By like a pretty healthy margin. Uh, he's uh, almost seven points higher than the next guy, which is Aaron Jones. Wow. So Cordero Patterson, a guy that we recommended on this show when he was 14% rostered that you needed to pick up two weeks ago. Just want to take a second to gloat on this yesterday. Now, dear Mr. Fantasy with the stream, this was a guy that I was buying big time. I love the matchup against uh, Washington. I actually, on this show last week, I recommended my three plays um, for this week or for week four were Corey Davis, Mike Davis, and Cordell Patterson. Um, Cordell Patterson went absolutely nuts. Six carries, which was his season low for 34 yards, but through the air. Five catches, 82 yards, three of those going for touchdowns. Scorderell Patterson setting the set <laughs> league on fire. Patterson, Miller time celebrations in the end zone. Three of them. And, you know, I saw a stat, Shay. He had three touchdowns in the last four years, and he had three yesterday. <laughs> I mean, wow. he was being primarily used as a returner. Like, he wasn't really being used as a receiver in Minnesota a little bit. Um, but in Chicago, like, he was just kind of the return guy. And he was very good at that. But the no, fact that he's being utilized in this multifaceted role, I kind of made fun of him before the year started, saying Mike Davis had so much job security because his backup running backs were running number 84. The backup running backs are RB2 in fantasy through four weeks. 
Yeah, and Mike Davis had 13 carries for 14 yards yesterday. And he looked, don't get me wrong. Scored a touchdown. Scored a touchdown. I know, but he's kind of just a guy. You know, Corderell's a playmaker. Yep. And, you know, Corderell playing in Atlanta on that fast track, too, I feel like that suits his uh, explosive skill set. There's kind of higher scoring games in those dome games. We saw that yesterday in that 34 30 game. So, I mean, his role, you know, is he going to score three touchdowns every week? Obviously not. But, I mean, his role. It's not like it's a fluke. I mean, I think his role is going to continue to improve, especially with Mike Davis not really standing out. Yeah, so I mean, right now, Cordero Patterson must start. Like, he's RB2. If you if you have him in Yahoo, where he can be a running back or receiver, in ESPN, he's a running back only. But in Yahoo, he is wide receiver five right now. He's tied with DJ Moore, the same amount of points. So wherever you are with Cordero Patterson, if he is on your roster, you have to start him. It doesn't matter what position, you have to start him. And this kind of goes back to just you talked about the zero running back thing for years. This you is can an find exact these guys. example. Of, no, this is an exact example of how randomness in fantasy football running backs can get you. And like everybody that took McCaffrey number one and Dalvin Cook number two, and like what it's doing to their teams right now. Whereas if you like lay back and you get the stud receivers that are more stable. And then you, you know, find the value on the waiver wire. It's like almost a better strategy. So an interesting thing when I was actually researching the receivers today and that it's not as predictable as you would think the top 10 how many of you i'm going to read off the top 10 receivers through four weeks we're going to exclude uh or mike williams will be on here uh because he's playing tonight but listen to these how many of these guys are like top three rounders cooper cup tyree kill debo samuel dj moore corderall patterson mike williams terry mclaurin justin jefferson jamar chase tyler lockett I would say Lockett, no. Chase, no. Jefferson, yes. McLaurin is right around there. Mike Williams, no. Cordell Patterson, no. DJ Moore, no. Debo Samuel, no. Cooper Cup, and not not a top three round guy. So you're talking seven out of the top ten should've, receivers. Should have been though. You listen to this pod, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. But he, he would have been even with this pod. Like he's right, kind of on the fringe of like low round three, which was way higher than most people but still like we're, we're looking at seven of the top 10 wide receivers not being the predictable like you know Devontae Adams DeAndre Hopkins you know Calvin Ridley like this group that we kind of had elevated above everyone else they're right and then you look at AJ Brown's had the hamstring thing he struggled uh, it makes me feel smart because the Jamar Chase and DJ Moore things who I was big on yeah. uh, them doing well and then you were big on Terry McLaurin who I was wet could not have been more wrong on especially when Taylor Heineke's out there because Heineke man he, he, he he's fun he's a fun one yeah uh, he makes those games interesting that game winning play that he had they're, yesterday they're where he saw his he saw jd mckissick in the flat and he just ran farther away from him to give him more space was incredible that yeah. i mean it, he is he is a great it, great story he's he's, he he's fantasy relevant yeah. yes yeah he's absolutely fantasy relevant um but yeah let's talk about speaking of quarterbacks the number one quarterback in all drafts really asserted himself as that guy right now he is the reigning qb1 of the season so far yesterday 278 passing yards five touchdowns one pick 26 rushing yards for patrick mahomes yeah it's kind of one of those things where it's like he's been on that pedestal the last couple years and gets taken for granted and then everybody's like they're wanting to do and people are freaking out and stuff he was actually nine to one to win the mvp this week and i thought that was crazy how good that value was 
before, like because when they were one and two, and because nobody really asserted themselves. Yeah, and yesterday. Andy Reid going back to Philly and Tyree Kill got taken out the last week. Didn't do much the mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Eleven for one eighty six, three touchdowns. You know, I feel like the Chiefs maybe losing those couple games is what they needed because you know we gambling wise they haven't been covering the spread. It feels like they've been kind of headed a little bit stuck in neutral. They get down in the first half. They have slow starts. They came out and really played yesterday uh, and were super motivated, scoring forty two points. And you know, Mahomes. I, I mean, what can you even say? Just the explosiveness. Anytime he drops back, it could be a touchdown. And he does give you – you know, you mentioned 26 yards rushing, but he does give you that three, 400 yards and a few touchdowns a year rushing too. Yep. Yeah, and I think that that's super important, especially if you're in a league with only four touchdowns, four-point touchdowns. So, yeah, he reasserts himself as QB1. And the thing with Mahomes too, the consistency is so good with him. Like, like Lamar Jackson, awesome in fantasy, but can have some bad games when he doesn't get it going running – like Mahomes week to week, like the worst you're getting to what two fifty and two touchdowns on a bad week. Yeah, you know the, the consistent the the floor the thing with the steady floor is just such a huge thing with them. Yeah, um, I want to talk about stay on quarterbacks for a second, and something that I find pretty interesting is the NFC East. So the NFC beast, as it's been called, guess how this stacks through the first four weeks of the season in terms of fantasy performers. And you've well, seen the games. I, I, I can certainly assure you after one we're going to talk about just dropped 400 on my team yesterday. Yeah. Uh, certain Daniel Jones, who has played very well the last few weeks. I mean, even though they lost that game to the football team, 31-29, scores 27 in New Orleans against a good, t- good Saints defense. Uh, you know, and then you look at Heineke and obviously – Everybody knows about Dak Prescott. And then you look at Jalen Hurts, who threw for, you know, they may have gotten beat, but 387, two touchdowns, and ran for 47 yards. Would have never seen the NFC beast as this as, as this fantasy kingdom. It's definitely a wild development. If you go by points per game in starts, Dak Prescott is last of the NFC East group. So it's Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones. Taylor Heineke, if we're looking at per start, because he came in, I believe it was in the second half of the opening week against the Chargers. Uh, but every start he's had, he's put up at least 20 fantasy points. And then Dak Prescott would be fourth, which is mind-blowing. Especially since yeah. they had four touchdowns yesterday. No, it, it is wild. The Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones, I mean, that's not a lot of people saw that coming. You did say Daniel Jones is underrated going to the year, though. I remember you, you did say that. I, I did. I did. I thought he was. I mean, everyone everyone points to last year with, you know, 11 touchdowns, 10 picks. I mean, the year before, he had 24 touchdowns as a rookie. So, like, he's not a scrub. Like, he had a bad year. They had a new coaching staff. Like, I'm going to chalk it up to that. Daniel Jones can play. Um if he is a confetti quarterback, I'm not really sure about that. He still does turn the ball over too much. But from a fantasy perspective, I mean, the guy has wheels. He can throw it deep. He's now got a pretty good receiving core, even, even though a lot of them are banged up. They're going to be playing from behind probably a lot. So I like Daniel Jones as a fantasy quarterback. Right now, he is QB6 in fantasy, which is a lot better than most people would have thought. Um, one other quarterback I wanted to talk about. And oh, he's, yeah. He's a f- any, and he's got his rushing value as well. Yes. Speaking of quarterbacks with rushing value. The league leader in rushing touchdowns, his name is Sam Darnold. He has five rushing touchdowns through four weeks. Who would have saw that coming? Incredible. I mean, he has more rushing touchdowns than Derrick Henry. What? Like Sam Darnold, just a cast-off, traded for a third-round pick? Like, who would have thought? And 
it is the ultimate kick in the nuts to Christian McCaffrey owners or, or Chuba Hubbard, uh, Chuba Hubbard managers. When you see, you know, you draft Christian McCaffrey, like number one overall, you know, you handcuff him with Hubbard and you're expecting, you know, this high volume, high touchdown uh, performer. And then all the rushing touchdowns are going to Sam Darnold. And they're not, they're not like one yard rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's scrambling from, you know, inside the 10 typically. Uh, so it's been, it's been very cool to see what they're doing with their offense where they're kind of stretching the defense out on a lot of his rushing touchdowns. You'll see a jet sweep motion to kind of, uh, basically elongate part of the defensive line and then you can kind of make a read from there but it's very interesting how they're using him because he does have wheels and people don't talk about this he used to play linebacker so i mean he can take some hits yeah no i mean people aren't uh you, you, this is this your everything you're, you're saying is true and it's just kind of hard to believe you wouldn't have thought of it like yeah. this before i want to talk about better help one of the services that, that first of all thanks to them for sponsoring the fantasy football factory but i want to add I signed up for this last week. Nice. How's it been going? It's just awesome stuff that we've taken the stigma and life out of mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, Shay, when, you know, 15, 20 years ago when we were kids, you used to always say, toughen up, son, man <laughs> up, get through it. But, man, everybody in the world's tough. Everybody's dealing with problems. There's no shame and no stigma in trying to get help. And the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We get annual checkups to go to the gym to maintain physical wellness. We do chores regularly, so why not focus on our mental health? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. If you're going to invest in everything in your life, you're going to put so much time into your work, your family, your hobbies – why not try to get your mind right and improve your mind? It just makes sense. Everything else will be way better. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their, their first month is better at betterhelp.com slash factory. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash factory. Get your mind right with BetterHelp, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, if it's going to help me out. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, happy that you're doing that. That's nice. Um all right, let's talk about David Montgomery of the Bears. So he went down yesterday. There, he had 100 yards and two touchdowns before he went down, too. Yeah, I mean, he had a game. I was playing against him in a couple of weeks. Not my favorite uh, guy to face yesterday. Then he went down. They're saying it doesn't look like a torn ACL, but they're rescanning him today. The fact that it's gotten to that level that they're talking those terms is a little bit scary for his fantasy managers. Is playoff Damian Williams worth an ad right now he had eight carries 55 yards and a rushing touchdown two grabs for 15 yesterday are you adding this guy he's in eight percent of leagues i'm doing it and i'll tell you why first of all matt nagy didn't call plays yesterday they shifted it to bill Hazer. that can't be a bad thing because of how bad i was going nagy but here's the real reason i know fields has been up and down and you know he's probably not an nfl passer right now i liked what they did yesterday using the running game he could throw the deep ball yep. if you set up the running game like we saw attempts, yeah. Yep. Yeah, i think that's the way to do it though you run the ball fields is a rushing threat and then you set up some deep yep. down the field shots. and the thing i always say is when you have a quarterback that's a running threat that people have to account for on read options and have to be worried about fields it opens up the other running game and Damian Williams, you know, the eye test, you know, we talk about the eye test, but he looks explosive. Yep. He, he, he's quick. He looks the part. So I say he's worth an ad because if the Bears are going to have any path to being decent, they got to run the crap out of the ball 
and then set up play action and stuff. And so I think he's worth the bad. I do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely think he's going to be the top waiver wire addition. And you're right. Just with Justin, it looks like Andy Dalton's going to come back and he will probably be the starter when he does return based on everything that Matt Nagy has said. But nevertheless, they still need to run the ball. And now that with David Montgomery, what it looks like as of, you know, Monday morning being out for a little while, um, uh, playoff Damian Williams certainly is worth an add and will be the top waiver pickup. Uh, you're probably going to need to spend at least 20%, probably even more of your fat budget on him to secure his services. Um, He's going to in Montgomery. I'm hearing hyper extended knee. So even if he doesn't have a 20 ACL, I mean, hyper extended knee is going to be a few weeks. I yeah, think. Absolutely. Um, a couple other guys that are interesting potential pickups. One guy, a very explosive guy that got in also due to injury yesterday. He's probably owned in your Superflex league. It's Trey Lance. He's owned in 31% of leagues. He put up 20.38 points yesterday in standard scoring fantasy yesterday. 157 yards, two passing touchdowns, nine carries, 41 yards. If you're in, of course, if you're in a Superflex league or a two QB league, you're going to pick him up. He's going to be a starter in a one QB league. Would you feel comfortable picking up and also starting Trey Lance? So, okay, the thing with Lance, I feel like he's going to be a lot better fantasy quarterback than real-life quarterback right now because exactly. of the rushing value. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what you're saying, too. Yep. Nine carries, 31 yards. And then you think Kyle Shanahan will find ways to run him. You know, I think Shanahan's not going to let his rookie quarterback, who, who he's concerned to turn the ball over, they're going to try to run the crap out of the ball. Yep. They're going to try to make it as easy for him as possible. But I do think they will continue to run him. I do. So I don't know about one QB league, but a super flex league, I think you can trot him out as number two. I think absolutely based on matchup. Like, yeah, we're kind of uncertain based on what we've seen. Um, but overall, we do want to see you know more rushing. He, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Washington with Robert Griffin III. So there's absolutely a lot of fantasy potential for that. Um I think he's absolutely worth an ad. I think I would be a little bit nervous about starting in one QB leagues, but if the matchup is right, I would not be too scared about it. Yeah, I think he's going to have good value. And I look, it's going to be fascinating to just watch him develop this year on that note, too, with how Shanahan's going to use him. Because for Shanahan to take him third overall, he's obviously the future of the franchise. Yep. But, you know, didn't even play last year at North Dakota State, coming from the FCS all the way. I mean, I'm, I'm just Kyle Shanahan, such a great play caller. I think it's just fascinating. Yeah. Um, two other guys I want to talk about. One I saw in, in one league I have Gronk and I saw this guy on the on the uh, waiver wire and could have added him and didn't. But now I think I regret that decision. Dawson Knox. So he's owned. Yeah. In, he's owned in 47 percent of leagues. He's owned, yeah, he's owned in 47 percent of leagues, put up 18.2 points yesterday. He has four TDs. Uh, this season and he's got one at least one in three straight games he's averaging five targets almost four catches a game yesterday he had five catches 37 yards two touchdowns on eight targets I mean Josh Allen goes to this guy in the red zone like he's uh, he's attached and you know we see this also with Dalton Schultz who's you know quietly a top five fantasy tight end right now too maybe something with tight ends is it doesn't they don't necessarily have to be name brands you can just attach be attached to one in a high scoring offense and be okay because like dawson knox and dalton yeah, schultz yeah, are not yeah, name brands with the common denominator is josh josh allen and dak prescott yes and they score a ton of points and you know what's been impressive to me about buffalo and i think allen's running less after he got that big deal which we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. but 
I thought that there wouldn't be fan. You know, Diggs dominated so much last year, 1,535 yards receiving, led the NFL. But, you know, he's distributing the ball. Beasley gets targets. Emmanuel Sanders has been a revelation there. Knox, he's distributing the ball to three or four guys, which I didn't necessarily see coming. And then, you know, if he's running less in the red zone a little bit, that helps Knox because they go to the tight end more in short yardage situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just – there were a couple goal line uh, balls that he missed yesterday. So he could have had an even better day. Um, I think those guys are absolutely worth ads. One more guy I want to talk about. And he was a big name before. A.J. Green. Is he worth an ad right now? He's owned in 24% of leagues. Had 15.2 fantasy points yesterday and a half point PPR. He's gotten six targets in every game. Every, every Each one of the four games is at six targets. He has two total touchdowns, 15 catches for 248 yards. So he's on pace for over 1,000 yards. Yeah. And, and another one, God, I feel like I've said this again. Another one I was wrong. I thought A.J. Green was – I mean, I thought he was a corpse. After he what mailed, I saw he mailed it in last year. He mailed it in last year for sure. Yeah, I thought that him and Burrow – you know, Burrow, the first four weeks last year, just force-fed him the ball down his throat. And when he couldn't do it, I was like, he's done. Right. Because Cincinnati's done everything they could to try to get him going. But, man, what do they say? This is funny about Arizona. You look back – the history of sports, Shay. You see it in the NBA with the Suns. Phoenix you see Suns it with the Cardinals stuff, NFL. Yeah. It's a great going to Arizona is the place to go when you're older to extend your career. It's a real thing. That's where I want to go I mean, when I'm old. Sedona. Here we come. Look at Chris Paul. You know, I mean, it's yeah. a real, it's a real thing. Something about Arizona veterans. It's, it's I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I'm sure our producer Martin Black is probably laughing right now, but because he's in Arizona. Grand Hill, Shaq. List goes yeah. on. No, it's a real thing, man. If you're getting old, go to Arizona. Go to the desert. Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's really interesting to see just because he was such – like people talk about Julio Jones and made such a big deal about him going to Tennessee. You know who was also in that draft class? A.J. Green, who completely mailed in last year, was terrible, caught such a low tar- uh, share of his balls that were targets targeted to, towards him. And then he goes to Arizona and everyone's just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. But Julio Jones, who also didn't have a great year, mainly due to him being injured, goes to Tennessee and everyone's like, all right, this is going to be the guy. E.J. Green showing he's not done yet. So I think he's absolutely worth it. I think you can start E.J. Green as a wide receiver three. I mean, he's, he's on pace for a thousand yards. The only thing with Arizona, it's like how well they're distributing the ball. Every game, though, every game, six targets. So, like, no, there's, no, there's been no like deviation. Moore had the brand of breakout. We've seen Christian Kirk have a good game. Max Williams, that tight end, another yep. sneaky high-scoring. You know, just get a tight end in a high-scoring offense. They may catch touchdowns. He's been doing pretty well, too. Yep. Uh, on Arizona, note too. I didn't know that I saw this Chase Edmonds Connor combo being so yeah. dominant, man. Yeah. They really complement each other well. Connor gets the goal line and a lot of the rushing touchdowns and when they have the lead. But Edmonds at twelve for one twenty rushing yesterday. Yeah. I believe or is it twelve for one ten? It was one or the other. But uh and he catches the ball. Connor with two more TDs, man. That's a really it's kind of that's a nice little combination they got. Yeah, I would be worried about starting either of them at RB two. Uh, I'd be I feel a little bit better with Chase Edmonds. Uh, James Conner is completely touchdown dependent. They did a nice job kind of getting on top early and then establishing the game flow and kind of pounding the ball, taking the air out of it towards the end of the game and running it a lot. Um, but early on, certainly it was you know a lot of points, a lot of passing game. Uh, let's jump into uh, next week. But before one point I want to make before next week, yeah. 
right when I got on the Kirk Cousins is really good wagon yesterday <laughs> happened. I think Seven that points. has to be mentioned because this is like a metaphor for his career. He'll put up really good numbers. You know, you look at the offense with Jefferson and Thielen and – you know, the running backs and just playing good the dome. And then they come out and score seven points at home yesterday. And I know Cleveland's defense play a lot better. But I felt like that was like kind of a microcosm of the Kirk Cousins NFL experience. That was that was certainly a tough game. Cleveland Cleveland Browns are for real. They are for real. Kareem Hunt and also if play, no, if they play defense like this, they are for real. Because, you know, last year they had a lot of injuries in the secondary and Garrett, you know, Garrett rushed, you know, had the four and a half sacks the other night. I don't know, man. Uh, it, if they could play D like that, with the way they run the ball with Chunt, the Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt combo at 169 combined yesterday. Careful, Ben. <laughs> Chunt. You haven't seen the shirts? Jeff D. Lowe put out the shirts. Oh, no, it's very um, funny. But uh, but the, the, that combo is uh, tearing it up. And it, it, they run the ball, play physical. You know, there's not a lot of fantasy value in that passing game right now, really. But as far as everything else, looks good. Speaking of chunts, uh, a lot of guys have tried different ways to last longer. Thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head, counting backwards from 10, those things don't work. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer at bed. They're effective, easy to use, fast-acting, and do not require a prescription. You can sh- you can ship swipes to you in a discreet, unmarked package, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. They're super easy to use. Just take swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go. That is it. Go to GetRoman.com slash fantasy to get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. That's GetRoman.com slash fantasy. Awesome stuff there. Put it on your chunt. Let it dry. You're going to be good. Yeah, and while we're at it, no no shame in the get Roman. Still a little shame for me on uh, a certain certain grabbing uh, my nuts last week on there. Yes. So let's, uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna try to do a little, you know do do a little better this week. Well, now we can't see. So speaking of this, so probably very few people would have caught this because even if you're watching listening to a podcast on youtube most people i feel like aren't fully watching it and kind of have headphones in or something like that if you did watch it there was a scene last week during our show where ben is scratching his nuts and someone called out under the table you can't see anything um but it was uh a tough scene you you were not the biggest fan of, of that and you got some guff for it on pick central um but hopefully we can uh keep our hands above the belt uh, it was a metaphor from my last week because everything went to crap. So, and uh, shout out to our producer that Marty got help get it off as quick as he could. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. So it's not not my finest week, Mister Shea. But it's a new one. It's a new one ahead, at least. And uh, speaking of the new week ahead, let's. Well, we're gonna we're a little bit of a just a couple of tweaks is the right word. Love the support we're getting on this podcast from the stories. Feel really good about everything. We're going to focus a touch more on the weeks ahead with matchups we like and don't like because we, we that'll play well more going into the rest of the week. So I think that's going to be a little more of a focus going forward. And with that, looking ahead to some matchups next week, I guess you can go ahead and start. Sure. With so- so see, uh, the first matchup is a Thursday night game. It's no good matchup. NFC West is so loaded. It's hard to tell who's really the best team. I mean, it looks like the Cardinals since they just beat the Rams. Um, but I mean, all I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams won the division. 
We're going to go Thursday night Rams at Seahawks. The Rams are favored by a point and a half over under 53 and a half. We're going to do a couple start sits throughout. I want to start here. Start with my sit, which is Russell Wilson. Um, his last three games against the Rams, I realized they had, uh, you know, Brandon Staley as their defensive coordinator, but their personnel is the same. Raheem Morris is a good defensive coordinator as well. Um, He's averaging in his last three starts against the Rams, which were all last year, one in the playoffs, two in the regular season, 216 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and just a hair under 40 yards rushing a game. That's not what you want if you're trotting that guy out as a fantasy quarterback, especially a QB1 in a super flex league. Um, if, you, if you're in a one QB league, uh, it would be my recommendation to sit Russell Wilson this week against the Rams coming off of the loss. And to expand on that, the Rams have always have been giving them problems because of Aaron Donald and that defensive yep. front. Because Seattle notoriously tries to go cheap on the line. Yep. And they've done that for years. And Wilson, when you watch these Rams see Seattle games, you saw in the playoff game last year too. That first the the wild card game. Or I guess it was the yeah, the wild card game. I mean, he just drops back and is running for his life against them. And Donald, when he gets that interior pressure, nothing blows up an offense like pressure from the interior, literally. And Donald gives him so much trouble. And then you factor in that even though Seattle won last week, without Tyler Lockett, he's the glue that holds that passing game together. And he's just such a big loss. So, Shay, I I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, I think think Russell Wilson is – probably a bench this week and if seattle's gonna try to win i think they really need to run the ball and be balanced in this game i think you can't i mean it's easier said than done but i think that's an important key on the rams front uh i think they're gonna try to be balanced on the road here i think daryl henderson's actually a play against seattle um because i think going on the road on a thursday night as good as stafford is you got to think they're going to try to run the ball and be balanced in this game and take that crowd out of it uh and you know they can so I feel like he's a solid play. Obviously, Cooper Cup's a good play. One guy I want to mention, Van Jefferson continues to emerge yes. in the ones. Yeah, he's interesting because they'll take a couple deep shots in a game. Like Deshaun Jackson is your traditional deep threat, but they go deep to Van Jefferson. He's his uh he's got receiver blood. His dad, I believe, is a wide receiver coach for the Jets. So he certainly has uh the the chops to be really, really good. He was, I believe, a third round pick last year. Uh yeah, he's out of Florida. Here's a quick Trivia thing. <laughs> it's frustrating. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Van Jefferson, and Dawson Knox were all on the same Ole Miss team, and they NWO. won like five games. <laughs> Nasty white How is that even real? <laughs> but anyway, I know nobody wants to hear me talk more about Ole Miss, but <laughs> I think that – I mean, that's literally – that would be what? Maybe the best receiving core tied it. Like, if that was your NFL sure. core with those four guys, it would be one of the best in the league. And Absolutely. They Miss- yeah, that is pretty nuts. Um, to, or next week we've got, and this is a fantasy alert. We've got our first London game, so it's going to be a nine thirty kick. Jets at Falcons, or at Falcons, very loosely at. It's going to be a, counted as a home game for them, which sucks because NFC has one less home game this year, so they're getting seven natural home games. Um, yeah, it couldn't happen to a nicer team in Atlanta. <laughs> Falcons uh, favored by three and a half in London. Uh. I mean, the Jets, Falcon, like all my starts were from those guys uh, last week. I don't love it as much this week. I mean, Cordell Patterson, again, is a must start in any game that he's going to be in. Corey Davis, I'm a little bit cooler on, especially this week. Uh, same with Mike Davis. Uh, is there any fantasy relevance for, relevance for you in this game? I'm benching, I'm 100% benching Mike Davis in this game. Because uh, the Jets, even though Henry did have a good game against them, the Jets run is usually fairly good. 
Uh, what's weird about the London game, Shay, is sometimes they're like really sluggish and sometimes they get buck wild. Yeah. It's like hard to, and it's like it's very hard to analyze. Yeah. Because Zach Wilson had 297 yards, looked way better. Look, everybody was going so hard against him. His first three weeks he played his matchup were at Carolina, New England at home, and at Denver. Horrifying for a rookie quarterback first three yeah. games there. And you know, he had a better matchup against Tennessee, played well. Against Atlanta, pretty good matchup for him. Maybe he can, you know, have, have a decent game here. And maybe Corey Davis again, possibly push the ball down the field. So we'll see. I can see Jets Falcons get a little wilder than people think, but let me. That's pretty low over under at forty three. Let me talk about the lowest, and it's the lowest one I've seen in a bit. Denver at Pittsburgh, forty and a half is the over. Do you like any yeah. of this game? T- Teddy Bridgewater got a concussion yesterday. Didn't finish the game. He was ruled out at halftime. So. It could be Drew Locke. Uh, I mean, it, this has the potential to be a pretty ugly game. Yeah, it does. And when you look at 40 and a half, uh, I mean, it, you, you see why. I feel like it should be 37 or 38. I just don't see either team moving the ball. I mean, there could be some turnovers. And Both teams have very good defenses. This is one of the games where, I mean, you could make a legitimate argument to sitting down. I mean, it's hard to bitch. I mean, you can't – it's hard to bench Najee Harris, but, I mean, you could – and he, he actually had a decent game again yesterday. I mean, he, he, it seems like he's doing the best he can considering they never score and their offensive line's crappy. But uh, I don't see much fantasy value for anybody in this Denver-Pittsburgh game. And, hey, I, by the way, speaking of that, Drew Locke, I mean, I know at, I guess Baltimore's rough, but, I mean, he's not good at football. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not 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 who you want to try it out there as your starter. Um for my sit, I have another sit for this game. It's actually Deontay Johnson, who has been really good this year. Uh, yesterday, he had 13 targets, nine catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. He's had double-digit targets each week in at least 20 fantasy, or at least 12 fantasy points in every game. The Broncos' defense is just really, really good. Like they're going to get after Big Ben quickly, and their secondary, especially, is really good. So I think Deontay Johnson is going to garner a lot of attention. Chase Claypool's status is unknown at the moment that we're taping. He was out this past week. I think if he does play, that can help him a little bit, help Deontay Johnson a little bit. Um, but as of right now, I do not like him, and I would uh, if you have the luxury sitting Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and Deontay has kind of emerged as their number one. It's just it's just hard to watch Pitt. They just are struggling so much. And you know, I know everybody's down on Big Ben as they should be, but this Stinks. offensive line's got equal blame. I mean, they they literally can't block anybody. Yeah. Um staying in the I'll, sorry, go ahead. I like the Vikings guys. I think there's a huge bounce back effort from Minnesota off the seven point game. I know Cousins burned last week, but I think everybody you know, we'll see Dalvin Cook. Hopefully it gets going again, but I mean, everybody's Minnesota should be a good play at home against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Green Bay at Cincinnati. This could be an interesting game. Cincinnati has been kind of sneaky. Good uh, Packers favored by four since he has the, you know, the super long week with having played Thursday night. So Green Bay favored by four. I like as a start Tyler Boyd. He's coming off nine catches, 118 yards. He's got 23 catches on the year and only one touchdown. And I anticipate Jair Alexander is one of the best corners in the league traveling with Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, Alexander's banged up. He got hurt yesterday. Mm, I didn't see that. I think it was an AC sprain. Oh, so he's probably out. Okay. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll monitor his status coming up. But if he's out, that is a monster injury because he's a shutdown number one corner and he's really – Maybe the only thing on their defense that I like respect a lot. They got uh, to be uh, honest. Uh, the, so, the corner out of Georgia, uh, Eric Stokes, 
he's been, played well. He's, he's been pretty good. Yeah, then yeah, they still got Kevin King out there, who's terrible. Um, they, they just don't have a lot in the secondary outside of Jair Alexander. Darnell Savage yeah, is something safety. Darius Smith being out for the year hurts their pass rush so much. Yep. That's a game I can't wait to see. I mean, just as a fan, the Rodgers, Burrow, and Cincy, I know they came back and was ugly, but it was still a win. Yeah. That Green Bay Cincinnati should be should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Well, I'm curious. I don't have too much. I, I agree. Oh, yeah, C.J. Azuma, maybe a tight end on the – I know he had the two touchdowns mm-hmm. the other night. But, it, well, I mean, Burrow, I don't know. You kind of went. I mean, I just I, – I, everybody's kind of flexing tight ends this year. Uh, I would – Definitely never flex a tight end unless you have, for whatever reason, like Travis Kelsey. And- Wrong word. Streaming, not flexing. Ah, I mean, okay. like people are picking up tight ends week to week. Burrow loves the tight end. Uh, he does. I mean, if you look at his like per game stats, so yesterday or Thursday was the first game he had over two targets. So yeah, I mean, you're okay, kind of you're kind of playing like scratch huffs here. Like his best game before, so he had five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. The week before, one target, no catches. The week before yeah. that, two targets, two catches, four yards. The week before that, two catches, two two targets, two catches, 35 yards. So like, I mean, yeah, you're kind of playing goal line scratch off. The reason I probably mentioned that, I mean, obviously it's because he did it on Thursday night football and everybody yeah. saw it. But as long as Higgins, if Higgins is out, it helps him yes, a little. Yes, yes, for sure. But uh, but overall, you're right. I just wanted to mention this game. Miami Tampa feels like it could be kind of ugly. I mean, I think Tampa will win, but it feels like it could be a little ugly. Yeah, uh, we'll see what the weather. You know, typically in this time of year, it's going to be. It could be like pretty rainy in Florida. So uh, we'll see what the weather does. Obviously, the Bucks didn't do, didn't do very well with the weather last night. Uh, but yeah, I mean Miami. I don't know if you have anyone like even Miles Miles Gaskin against the Bucks is not like a recommended play. I would say so. I don't think Miami has anyone that's necessarily fantasy relevant for this week. The Bucks guys, you know, if you have Mike Edwins, Chris Godwin, uh, Tom Brady. Gronk's going to be out. It looks like he has like I think four broken ribs and a punctured lung. He he came back and played against the Rams with that injury, which is nuts. Uh, their MRI there was wrong, but um, yeah, I mean the Bucks guys, you got to play if you have those guys. Um, yeah. An interesting an interesting game I think is Philadelphia at Carolina. Um, yeah, I actually really like Robbie Anderson this game. They just gave up. You know, you mentioned eleven catches, one hundred eighty six yards, three touchdowns. Tyree Kill. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Smitty had a had a text yesterday or I had a tweet yesterday that said like, am I, am I seeing, uh, <laughs> am I seeing a linebacker covering Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in the league with a linebacker and like all caps, which made me uh, giggle a little bit. Uh, but Robbie Anderson, while he doesn't have Tyreek Hill speed, he's very, very fast and a similar option as far as a guy who takes the top off the defense. I don't think Philly necessarily gets that corrected in a couple days. Uh, so I really like Robbie Anderson this week. Do you? I, I'm worried about his target share a little bit. It just I mean, seems DJ, like DJ Moore. Week, DJ Moore is the guy. DJ Moore is absolutely the guy. But Robbie Anderson is a big play threat. Like last year, my Anderson had a thousand yards. It was like kind of them too. And this year, it's like DJ Moore, and then all these other guys are getting yeah. kind of targets. Uh, I want to mention a quick one, but I like Damian Harris against Houston. I think that's going to be an ugly game, and New England's going to try to pound the ball on the road. That's all I have to say about it, but I think it's a good week to start him because I think they're going to play with the lead and it's going to be ugly and they're going to just try to get out of there with like a 24-10 win or whatever. Um, but I think he's a start next week and I wanted to mention him. 
uh, another game I wanted to mention. It's only relevant for fantasy purposes. It's Tennessee at Jacksonville. Um, I really like LaVisca Chenault. He's had seven targets in three out of four games, at least seven targets in three out of four games. He's coming off six catches for 99 yards. DJ Chark also hurt, looked like pretty badly in that game. Um, yeah, he's out for the year. Okay. So uh, I, I that makes me like LaVisca even more. So uh, Titans, four and a half point favorites. Uh, we mentioned Derrick Henry briefly. Uh, he's just a, a monster on another level. He's averaging, I just did the math out. He's averaging 28 and a quarter carries a game. He's on pace if they play a full seven. If he plays a full 17 games, which, you know, if they based on their division, they could clinch very early and they can rest him for, you know, a week or two. But he's on pace at this current rate for 480 carries well over 500 touches for this, for the regular season, which is ridiculous. Speaking of Derrick Henry. He's the strongest, most advanced running back ever. Well, check out the yes. Chevrolet Silverado, which is the strongest, most advanced version of the Chevrolet Silverado ever. Because he, because this truck is dependable. Like Derrick Henry is a fantasy football. Football season's in full swing. It's time to up your tailgating game. And the available multiflex tailgate with six convenient f- configurations will give you a step up all football season long. There's the primary tailgate with opens with the opens with the push of the bottom of the key fob from inside the truck. Inner gate folds to a large step for easily getting in and out of the bed. There's an easy access configuration where the inner gate folds down, allowing you to reach farther into the bed. And it also can even become a desk or a surface for your tailgating meal. Chevrolet Silverado is modern advance with a ton of grit, a partner in getting things done. Silverado is strong and dependable as the people who drive them. The Chevrolet Silverado, the strongest, most Silverado ever. And uh, it sounds like a heck of a vehicle to have during football season. Absolutely. Uh, You don't want to bring anything else to a tailgate, bring anything else to help a friend move. Chevy Silverado, the absolute best in the game. Uh, A couple more quick fantasy plays I want to touch on for next week. Um, We mentioned him before. Dalton Schultz. I really like him against the Giants next week. 425 America's Game of the Week slate. Uh, 10 targets, 7 catches for 70 yards last year against the Giants in Week 16. I like him as a play this week. Uh, If you're trying to stream tight ends, he's available in in some leagues. Yeah, I I think it could get a little wild in that Cowboys-Giants game. You wouldn't think of it before the year, but the way these offenses are playing, this could be a lot of fancy value on both teams. This could get a little wild. Yeah. I know you guys had a kind of a down year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, who I was really big on to, to to going into the year, um, he's playing the 49ers last year against the Niners. He averaged 14 targets and 11 catches with 100 yards a game. I understand, you know, his target share this year is down, but I still really like him coming off an injury against San Francisco to reestablish himself as one of the league's top receivers, especially in fantasy. This is kind of a weird game, this Niners Cardinals, because like everybody's going to anoint Arizona as the best team in the NFL off that Rams game. And like I feel yep. like the Niners may come out and fight them next week. Just because yep. that's how the, the That's a is. tough, tough division. Yeah, but I mean I liked Arizona against the Rams this week. Everybody anointed the Rams after the Bucks game. I was like, man, I just feel like that's how it is in this division. It's just a it's a it's a tough, you know, it's just a tough, tough deal. Yeah. I don't like a lot of people. Colts Ravens Monday night, I don't think is a very good fantasy matchup. One guy to watch out for that I, I don't think he's going to have like a huge game or anything like that. But one guy who I think is worth a waiver pickup, especially if you're in a keeper league, Rashad Bateman. Uh, he's been okay. on he's been on IR. He just got activated off of it, um, so he is eligible to play next week. Rashad Bateman, first round pick, was having a really really good camp, and then he got hurt, 
So let's see if he can come back, maybe establish some of that target share away from Hollywood Brown, who's been getting a lot, uh, and kind of eat as a fantasy player. Yeah, I also want to mention, I mean, Lat Murray, because Tyson Williams is out, had 18 carries. Coach's decision. <sighs> Healthy scratch. Yeah, I they, know. They activated Le'Veon Bell off the practice squad to just kind of like see what he has. Yeah, I felt like we thought Murray's role would come more and more. I mean, Murray's an ad this week for sure if you get a chance. Yeah, he should be owned in most leagues. He had 18 carries for at least 59 yards and a touchdown. Not like crazy not numbers. Not a bad game in Denver, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, no catches. He's not like a, a receiving back really at all. Um, speaking of receiving backs, I have one guy who's a surprise play for next week, and it's a guy I absolutely hate, and it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So he's, he's playing better. He's going to be home against the Buffalo Bills. He played them one time last year, and it was actually very interesting that the two games that they played, because the one game they played in Buffalo, I think it was on Thursday Night Football. Um, it, was, no, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. It was weird. Oh, yeah, it was it like a makeup up. game. Yeah, yeah. It was a makeup game. They played like a 4 o'clock afternoon game, and I remember everybody thought it was going to be a shootout, and the Bills put like three or four guys in the box and just yep. dared them to L.A. the whole game, and that's precisely what the Chiefs did. Yeah, so it was a 26-17 game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 26 carries for 161 yards. The Bills kind of thought they had the blueprint on the Chiefs, and surprisingly, they actually did. The Bucks used a very similar blueprint to just kind of move everyone back and don't let Tyreek Hill beat you. And that worked for them. They were in the game. Like it was, they lost by nine points. But they were in that game, really, the whole game. Their offense just kind of sputtered. But if you hold the Chiefs to 26 points, you think you're doing the right thing. It goes to the playoff game, and you know, the, the Chiefs score 38. The Bills couldn't really rush the passer, even with a Chiefs depleted offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see this week. It's a really high over-under, 56.5. I love the under, but I really like Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a fantasy start because I think they're going to do a similar thing. I think Buffalo is going to play awful lot, and I think Kansas City is just going to be forced to run the ball. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, to his credit, has been playing bad ever since I tweeted his stock is at an all-time low. Yeah, and he had 102 yards Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he he's a play. Are there any additional plays that you like for next week? Uh, I think that covers that covers most of them. I uh, just once again thanks to everybody listening. We're going to continue to focus a little more on the next week, and we're going to repush some clips uh, later in the week when you're figuring out your start set stuff. So I think that's fun. And also want to thank Nick Nick for uh, sitting in on Dear Mister Vance yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Saw 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 it went well and the positive feedback and really uh, just really like dear Mister Fantasy every week. It uh, seems like we're doing well with it. I love it. I was so excited. Shout out to Playboy Marty. He cut up a, a couple clips for me yesterday just because I asked. Like I was very right uh, for fantasy. Steer some people in the correct direction. There's one guy out there who's actually tracking our advice and picks for dear Mister Fantasy. So I'm excited to see what that number looks like today because uh, I definitely steered a few people to the winner's circle. So be sure to tune into that every Sunday at 11:30 Eastern on the Barcelona Sportsbook. It's been fun, Mincy House. So what's your outlook the rest of the week with the World Series? Well, so th- this is fun, man. Just being in Vegas, uh, I'm just looking outside the window right now. This is just kind of surreal being back here today, going to play a $600 tournament. I guess Vegas time, I mean, it, it's three hours earlier here. Right. So I'm going to play. It'll be late afternoon there. Uh, and then I'm playing a $1,000 one tomorrow. Well, hopefully I make day two. And then uh, – I'm, the rest of the week, I think I'm going to try to – if we get some momentum, like I think we will, and I'll be blogging a lot of this too, uh, I'm going to try to stay out here a few days and possibly play a few more. And so we're just going to nice. get out here and see what happens. This is the trying to get my game sharp again before the main event. And uh, it's just fun to be back at the World Series. Poker News, which is the big – Poker Media did a big interview with me yesterday that will be out in the next day or two. That should be a lot of fun too. So we're – 
trying to take it to the streets and uh, out here with Nate and, you know, enjoying just, it, it's surreal being back in Vegas and, uh, Felt good with how I played yesterday, even though I was only out there two hours. I think I think there might be a run in me in the next day or two in one of these tournaments. I really do. Are you staying near Nate? Are you guys like in the same hotel? Yeah, so we're at the M Resort, great pin property in Henderson, which is actually like 15 minutes away. Um, but I'm going to try to take this week real seriously. When we get done with this fancy, I'm about to go run on the treadmill. I think it's all Let's about go. like – but succeeding in poker, getting your mind right, you know, and uh, I'm trying to get on that path. And uh, I'm going to try to exercise every morning, write blogs, do lots of video clips. It's different being out here for Barstool than just playing. Sure. You know, it's, so I'm going to make sure I'm conscious of that. It's all about pushing content. So we're going to do that and then play and then look for dinner break updates, all kinds of stuff on my social media at Barstool Mincy. Nice. Good luck this week, buddy. Um, big week for you, obviously. So I wish you the best of luck with the cards uh and hopefully all our fantasy players can stay in the winner's circle next week um feel free to hit us up with questions shoot me a dm if you have a specific fantasy question if you show your five-star review i will answer it so um let's go keep those five-star yeah, reviews for fantasy yeah, I mean, we appreciate coming. the reviews i'll do the same thing on that you know if uh, we really do appreciate everybody giving us good reviews and we're getting you and i both get so many messages which is yep. great all about listener interaction and uh we try to do the best we can to answer them especially on sunday with dear mr fantasy once again thanks to miller light uh awesome title sponsor also hold on right before we go i have to give a special shout out chuck nasso who does who does like barstool main and barstool main handle instagram uh asked me a question yesterday during dear mr fantasy and he said he drafted fully off of uh my ranking sheets his team's loaded <laughs> guys uh he's, he's one of the guys who got cooper cup darren waller cordell patterson kyler murray dalvin i mean guys loaded <laughs> so shout out to everyone who uh took our rankings and we very much appreciate that it means more than you know um but thank you for another week mincy best of luck in the poker and thank you guys for listening